Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. We all know we're not supposed to use the same password for multiple accounts. Now an experiment by identity protection company CSID demonstrates why that's a really bad idea. The case study called Hacking the Hackers spells out, by the hour, how hackers decimated the small business CSID created for the experiment called Jamoco. Joel Lang is development director at CSID. Among other things, he handles data breach response solutions. Well, about a year and a half ago, our CIO, um, Adam Tyler, he's based in London in the UK. He runs our uh, various analyst teams, and these analyst teams are the ones who are charged with uh, identifying various communities on the dark web where identity information is bought, sold, and traded. He started talking about how easy it would be to exploit any kind of small business. You know, if you were uh, running a uh, email hosting server or, you know, a, a basic web server or even just running a business to your Gmail account, he had a number of hypotheses on how you could go about exploiting that company. And so we decided to build that into a case study as we neared South by Southwest 2015. South by Southwest is a major technology conference that happens here in Austin, Texas once a year in March. Hundreds of thousands of people descend on the city and go to all kinds of sessions on emerging technologies. And entrepreneurs and tech geeks from around the world come to attend. So you have to apply to present at South by Southwest. And so we built a case study out and submitted it to the South by Southwest speaker agenda, and we were actually accepted. And so we built up the entire case, and we we built a study around it, and it seemed to work very well. It was pretty interesting. The three people in charge of building the fake company combined the first two letters of their names. So Joel, Morgan, and Cody became Jamoco for short. Then they built a backstory around a company that sells exotic coconut water. They did everything to make the company look legitimate. We created a handful of uh, fake personas. These would be employees at Jamoco. We created their um, email addresses, their social media accounts gaming accounts, things like Xbox Live. We created some email strings between them so that if someone were to access the email accounts, they'd be able to see actual strings of of conversation. We set up a website that was um, hosted via your typical third-party hosting. Uh, We set up an email server. We didn't actually create or, or build credit accounts or anything like this, but we took out prepaid credit cards and debit cards and gift cards, and that's what we were aiming to have exploited. We were hoping that the information that we would exchange on those private email threads would be exploited by the bad guys. You know, so it was things like um, an Xbox Live gift card or a Target gift card, things like that. Lang says the prep work took about a month and a half. In all, he figures CSID spent a few hundred dollars building an online presence and buying prepaid credit cards for the fake business. Jamoco launched in early March, two weeks before the conference in Austin. The team out of our London office were the ones that were doing most of that work and making sure that the passwords that our Jamoco company shared amongst each other um, were all exposed on you know, a website somewhere. You know, the idea being that one of our employees was a prolific gamer, you know, an Xbox gamer, and an Xbox gaming forum breached 
and her email address, her Jimoku email address and password were exposed in that breach. Well, that password on that Xbox Live form was the same password she used to access her Jamoco corporate email account. And so it, it doesn't take long for a hacker with any kind of skills whatsoever to put together that if this password at this site with this email address unlocks that account, then why wouldn't it unlock her email account too? So basically we took that exposed information from that you know, fake data breach, and we put that on a site that is known to traffic in this kind of information. And from there, we were off to the races. And the hackers were fast. In less than a day, all accounts related to Jamoco had been compromised. It was something like our website was taken over and defaced within two to three hours of us exposing the information. The prepaid Amex card and Visa cards that we had were completely maxed out within four hours of us exposing the information. The social profiles, those were taken over within, you know, six hours, something like that. And so all in all, everything from our social accounts to our corporate email exchange to our corporate website to our prepaid cards to our personal email accounts were all, you know, hijacked within, I mean, probably 10 to 12 hours max. The case study found one thing in particular was to blame for Jamoko's downfall. One employee's reuse of a single password across multiple corporate and personal accounts. When the uh, data breach of the online gaming forum happened and that password was exposed, which opened her you know, personal email account, one of the emails that she mailed off to the IT to her boss, I think it was the supposed CEO, contained the email server password. And so the boss wanted to create his own email account on the server. And so she actually sent him in clear text, which is an obvious mistake. I mean, you would think that anyone with any kind of IT chops would would not do that. But it happens more often than you might think. And that resulted in the taking over of the website and the email accounts. So basically, as far as password management goes, don't reuse passwords. That's really simple. Figure out some secure way, you know, some kind of two-factor way of sending passwords to people. Whether you email a username to somebody and then text them the password, there are different really basic ways of making sure that you're not sending a password in the same channel that you're sending a user account over. The most obvious thing is you can avoid daisy-chaining accounts by um, using a simple password manager I mean, there are all kinds of password managers for sale or even for free in the iPhone store, the Android store. They'll create random passwords for you and store them. Part of the problem with that is, of course, if your master password to get into that is exposed, then you're totally sunk. But if you can at least create random passwords uh, rather than just reusing them, being exposed because of a third-party breach will limit your exposure further on down the road because that password from that breach will only open one account. Lang says the CSID team had mixed feelings about the results. The CIO wasn't surprised by the outcome and even closely predicted the speed at which the hackings would unfold, while some conference attendees were taken aback by how quickly an exploit can happen once sensitive information has been exposed. Once the experiment was finished, CSID was able to reassert control of all accounts and shut them down.
you know, we're in the business of helping people clean up third-party breaches. And so I think what we really learned is no matter the size of the third-party data breach, someone is going to get hurt, you know, whether it's a really small mom-and-pop business or some big company somewhere. There's always a victim somewhere. It may seem like, well, somebody just lost a bunch of email addresses and passwords. No big deal, right? Well, you know, if you actually follow the daisy chain and take someone's email address and password and then get into their bank accounts because they somehow have all their bank account information in their Gmail account, you know, someone's going to be a victim at the end of the day. So it's good just to remember that in the kind of work that we're in. Joel Lang is Developmental Director for CSID, a tech firm focused on retail identity theft protection. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.